0: To the Four Star Sports Show. I am Wes Pruitt, John Sturman's over there with his fancy new headphones. I love those headphones, John, I really do. Uh, our special guest uh, this afternoon is Mr. Maurice Miller. He is the Arlington High School boys basketball coach. Uh, Mo, uh, Maurice, which would you rather me call your, doesn't matter?
1: Uh, It don't matter, it don't matter. Coach Mo is okay. uh, pretty much, it's cool. Preferable? Okay. Yes, sir.
0: Not a problem. Uh, coach Mo, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, John, do you want to give a little more insight into Coach Miller?
2: Yeah, a little more insight on uh, Maurice Mo Miller, who is now the Arlington Boys basketball coach, year two. Nevis, uh, our high school fans might know him from the good old Rally Egypt Pharaoh days when he played at Rally Egypt under J- J- uh, uh, Jimmy Adams. And then he went on to. Georgia Tech, played the good old Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. As a Georgia fan myself, I hate to say it, but he played at Georgia Tech. No, no hard feelings there. Oh, it's so. But but he also, like I said, we talked about, you know, he also played overseas for a little bit. He had an assistant coaching gig at Lausanne. But uh, Maurice Mo Miller, welcome to the show. Appreciate everything you do for high school hoops in general in the Memphis area. And uh, welcome to the show. Oh, i
1: appreciate you man i, I appreciate you and west for having me um I'm, I'm it's a pleasure
2: and an honor where can we start maurice um o miller uh, first of all talk about your playing days at rally egypt where you had your jersey retired at the middle school level and the high school level at rally egypt.
1: yeah i i've just been blessed um uh, uh the that that community has um, been great to me. They still embrace me to this day. Um, not to mention, you know, I started my head coaching career at Rite Legion, which also made it unique and uh, um, it sent me for life. You know, it, it built me the relationships of uh, Coach Adams, Coach Bell, um, just that, that environment, you know, it's, it's big and, you know, the way I carry myself now and
2: um, just, just motivated. Man, what was like to play under a legendary coach and Jimmy Adams? I've always said the three well, I, I know there's more people on the Mount Rushmore, but if I had to put three people on the Mount Rushmore in high school basketball in the Memphis area, Jimmy Adams, Terry Tibbet, and Kimmy Smith by far the top three on that Mount Rushmore. So what was it like to play under Coach Jimmy Adams? Um, it was it's
1: unique. Um uh but it it helped prepare me um, for the next level, of course, but then also playing with some of the guys I played with, um, we were talented with Lawrence and Rico and Vashon and um, Michael, uh, Tim, we had a really good team. So with me being so young, I was able to really mature fast and grow up fast. I was one of the only few at the time, you know. Back then, if you played varsity as a freshman, it was different. Um, you know, now a lot of kids do it, but um, it was it was rare then. Um, but to be able to play under them, and also to play under Jimmy, who had college experience, who also you know coached several players as myself, um, it was it, it really really helped me a lot, and. Um, it just, it just helped me grow and just wanting more and, um, being around the players that we were around. Um, like even to this day, I talked to, I talked to coach Adams yesterday. Uh, we talk just about every day, two, three times a week. Um, I'm still learning. Um, I didn't stop learning. I, I still talk to all my coaches I'm from Jimmy to coach Hewitt to, um, just a lot of, you know, wisdom and, um, I, if I continue to learn, then I can continue to teach. Um, so that's the beauty of It's me. I always seeking knowledge and always trying to find a deeper understanding of, you know, myself, um, people, different situations. You know that I go through. Um, of course, they've been through it. So, um, you know, you're never too old or too wise to continue to learn and continue to grow. And so that's been the, the biggest majority of of what goes on now is just having those lifelong relationships. It's so much bigger than sports. And, um, those coaches, you know, they impacted my life that way. So that's how I try to do with my guys and, um, just about every guy that I've coached, you know, we still talk. Um, they come in town, they still come to the gym, no matter where I am. Um, and, it, and it's a beautiful feeling as a coach to have that. Um, and just to know that you're you're being productive in other people's lives, and you're helping them throughout my experiences and my journeys and my connections, and so um, that's the most rewarding feeling. And um, so that's what it's that's my why, you know. Um, and so that's you know that's just how I just approach my day every day. I wake up three, four in the morning, and I I read. Um, I watch videos. Um, like I'm just always trying to enhance my brain. The more I learn and the more I continue to to seek different things, whether it's saying things differently, um, different approaches, different concepts from just all the greats, not just the ones that coach me, but um, just learning and um, just like now that's so that's that's the goal, you know. I'm sorry, I I've kind of bounced no, right good. Hey, it's all good.
2: <laughs> oh, you're, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> when, you, when you play under a legendary coach, like uh, you so, said, Jimmy. Uh, go ahead, sorry.
0: Oh, no. Go ahead,
2: John. This brought up a good point because it does have that college under Larry Finch day and also coaching at Ole Miss. A lot of people don't really know that yeah. about Jimmy Adams.
0: Um. Coach, when you look at Arlington, uh, obviously, I mean, I coached in the uh, youth football program there at Bartlett. uh, So I'm very familiar with Arlington and how passionate their fan base really can be. Obviously, the youth level is completely different than it is at the high school level. Um, And you look at the success that that school has had uh, since they came about. uh, What is it like to coach with, I would say, a pretty rabid fan base? Would Would you describe the Arlington fan base as a pretty rabid fan base?
1: Uh, I would, um, they're very supportive. Um, and you know, I don't take that for granted. Um, every day, um, just having, you know, that support and having the parents and, um, the school with um, you know, Mr. Duncan, you know, just everybody. Um, I I genuinely and truly love it there. Um, so I, I look forward to actually getting up and going to work every day. I call it work, but it's not work. Um, and so that's where every day, like, that's why I teach and preach to the guys about respecting the game, respecting themselves. And it's so much bigger than themselves. You know, that's why, you know, we versus me and just different things because we represent something bigger than ourselves, which is, you know, that community versus themselves, their family, their community. Um, and it's a prideful community. And so we want to make sure we we continue the tradition and we continue the legacy and so that's all we're trying to do we're not trying to rewrite the wheel or anything you know. build on tradition and blaze new trails that's it so that's one of the biggest things we are trying to there do is just build on yeah. the tradition that was already there and um, also you know create our own lane and blaze the new trail that way we'd be memorable as well for what we're doing.
0: Most excellent, most excellent.
2: Go ahead, John. Uh, coach, you were talking about Raleigh as you play there, like we just talked about a few minutes ago. But uh, you talked about your first head coaching job there. You know, you coached there for four seasons. What <clears throat> you, went, you, went, you did, I think you won three games your first year, second year nine wins, third year 19 wins. And then your last year, you won 24 wins. You know, that district – alone was one of the craziest districts or toughest districts around in the Memphis area it was, brutal. But, uh, just yeah. it was brutal. Yeah. It's, I call yeah. it the sec of football, but now you got, you know, now you're in district 14, AAA, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, but uh, yeah, just talk about those four years as a host, head coaching job at uh,
1: that school as well well it was great and you know, um just first going and it even goes back to coach Adams and um uh, like even cuz at the time I was still like I was in my prime in basketball like I don't think people really understand that so even like now like I still can play so like now when I play people are like man why do you why do you coach you know like but it's like I can pick up a ball and change my life, or you know, I can coach and impact the community, or be legendary in different ways. So, just my vision is just completely different, you know. But uh, to 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 re elaborate on that, um, uh, it it motivated me, it humbled me, but it also motivated me, and just just knowing, you know, to, for them to give me a chance, Coach Bo Griffin at the time, he was the principal, um, but. And it all, it started with Jimmy Adams. Jimmy Adams came and got me. Like he walked me in the door. Like he, you know, I, cause I, me personally, I was like, wow. man, they're not, they not going to hire me. I have no experience. I'm young. You know, you always get this, you know, great players can't be good coaches. You know, you hear, you hear all that, but, uh it was rewarding um, getting that job. I, I appreciate, you know, the guys who came and helped me. I called a lot of legends who I won't name, but people who come from Raleigh, nobody wanted anything to do with it. Everybody was too busy or or had other things going on or was coaching at other schools, than rebuilding that tradition. But, um, you know, with the guys that I got from Holmes and Coach Tank to Coach Irvin, even AJ at the time he helped, uh, um, and so we just started there, um, you know, and and blessed to have you know Coach Heard, um, Thad, Coach Felton, you know, they you know from our relationships and growing up, and you know, for them to sponsor Riley Egypt and to help us at that school with no you know quote unquote no players at the time, you know, like you know they were there for me like before people really start believing in me or you know you know the concept and so i'm forever grateful and humble for that um and um you know it just most people it motivate me i lost a lot of sleep uh but i just wanted to figure it out i wanted to learn And, and credit to those kids those same kids or even when you go back to we won 24 games which we underachieve, you know we we lost to a fair team who got us you know but i really i think that that time we beat wooddale like two out of the three times um you know we beat them, in yeah, the, them we beat them in a jamboree as well so i just feel like we we weren't scared of anything um and you know and so even when I run into coaches, now we talk, they talk about that team, how unique that team was like coach. I just knew you guys were going to the state championship. And so, but you know, unfortunately it wasn't in God's plans, but just to know we, like I said, we built our tradition. We blazed the trail, even there, um, people remember that team, you know, the tallest person on that team was six, three, you know, so it was just all about heart and, you know, it, you know, and, And so, you know, those kids are still my boys to this day. Like, it's so much bigger than basketball. And so, but those are the same kids that won three games, you know, that won nine the next year. And so Coach Wright, he always used to help me. He was like, you know, you lose by a lot, you lose by a little, you win by a little, you win by a lot. You know, nothing happens overnight.
2: Sorry to, so, you real quick. And, uh, Sorry to interrupt you real quick. Sorry to interrupt you real quick. You talking about coach major, right? Yeah, football. And okay. um, yeah, which is a good, a good, a good friend of mine. Uh,
1: like we still talk. I talked to him okay. a couple days ago. You know? And so, just knowing my passion. But anybody who knew me, I was always in the gym. um You know, we relentless hours. um The kids were in there. You know. And so that's how, you know, we did that collectively, of course, you know, with me being the head, but it was just so many people behind me and the kids, you know, that helped And We just, nobody came to the games. Um, You know, I screenshotted messages when so many people talked about me, talked about us, you know, nobody was, you know, I wasn't fit. I wasn't this, I wasn't that. I didn't take it personal. I just used it as motivation. And, um, you know, you have to be, change is misunderstood sometimes. So it takes time for people to really understand you and understand what you're truly trying to do. And so um, just prayer and grind and relentless effort. Um, and those kids, those parents, um, the Raleigh, Egypt community, the, you know, we all got behind each other and uh, and we created something special.
0: Most definitely, Coach. I mean, you know, just listening to the just the passion in your voice uh, just speaks volumes as to what you bring to not only the community of Raleigh, Egypt when you were there, but now the community in Arlington where you are now. Uh, can you speak a little, a little bit on the struggles and the difficulties of this COVID-19, as everybody called last season and this season too, the COVID-19 year?
1: Right. It's it's the most it's unique. Um, it's, it's been challenging. Like even now, you know, we've had to change or adjust every bit of eight to 12 games, you know, due to COVID related issues. Um, but at the same time, it's even a blessing to be able to, you know, it's so many kids that's not getting this opportunity. And so, Right. You, you you complain about it, but you don't want to complain about it because, you know, somebody's not even getting the opportunity. Um, but, you know, with following the protocols and having, again, a great structure, a great head up top from Arlington, the community on down with how structured and how organized we are and uh, having flexible parents and having, you know, kids who understand how valuable it is to, you know, follow the guidelines, but also understand, you know, that it's bigger than just that one person, you know, you represent every, you know, one person can shut everything down. And so you have to be disciplined. You have to be focused. You have to really be determined and understand that what you're doing is a blessing and you don't want to ruin it. And you, you definitely don't want to ruin it for other people. And so to the best of your ability, you know, you got to, you got to adjust, you got to figure it out. Um, so that's just like now we're under COVID guidelines this is where all the guys are quarantined. So um, we can get back in the gym on the 12th and um, we play Bartlett on the 15th, <laughs> but wow. you know, oh wow. That's it a comes quick with- turnaround there coach. Yeah, but I mean, it's that's what we signed up for. No complaints, you know. We just got to figure it out. And so, um, and so, uh, you know, like I said, I could complain about it, but then again, it's a kid that's not playing, it's a coach that's not coaching. So we're not going to complain about it. We're going to make the best of our opportunity. And so, um, and so, that's that's just gives you a brief summary of 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 this year.
2: Wow. You know, uh, Mo, wow. you also played your well, yeah you played your college days at Georgia Tech under Paul Hewitt, where you average about six points a game, three assists, and a few rebounds per game as well. And I like that in the guard where they go at and get a rebound here and there as well, because they've always said that the guards had should at least grab the boards as well. You know, so talk about Paul Hewitt and Georgia Tech playing days where you played at Cameron Indoor back in the day and all of them. Right, and I I had a pretty good game. I always did pretty well there as well.
1: But I um (laughs) just grew up, man. I um you know my. Or what
2: made you fall in love with Georgia Tech? You know, like uh, what other schools were recruiting you? What made you fall in love with Georgia Tech? I was pretty much recruited by every school in the
1: country, maybe except Duke and North Carolina. I got a couple letters from North Carolina, but um. I had a 4.6 GPA, so it wasn't, I was ranked and then I was sophisticated. So Um, I could have went to Stanford, Yale. um, I could have pretty much wrote my ticket anywhere. Um, I think again, having that relationship with dad, um, you know, of course he left before I got there, but um, you know, at the time Georgia Tech, ACC was the Mecca it was where you wanted to be. Every time you cut the TV on, it was, if you didn't play, you know, it was, it was real. Um, so it was point guard university at that time, all the point guards who come through there did, you know, extremely well. Um, I, and you know, he recruited me, but I had a great rel- relationship with Peter Zaharis and, um, it just felt right. Um, the guys there, um, we're still close to this day. Um, uh, we still talk with uh, every one of my teammates that I play with. Like we're we're really, really close. So it's a family and it's a bond. And, you um, know, so I don't regret anything I've done or the decisions I've made. Um, I just, you know, maybe wish I would have been more experienced in making the decisions at the time. Um, but you know you live and you learn that's why I coach now that's why I'm here for my kids now to really break everything down and to really go through the processes and to really separate the real from the fake you know cuz it's a lot in this game and it's so political and it's such a business and you have to understand that and um and so which find in the fine line of you know kids understanding that you care for them and that you're not quote, unquote, hating on them, you know, when you're keeping it real sometimes, you know. Um, And so just being at that level, playing at that level, um, making my mistakes at that level, um, you know, I can kind of give kids a deeper insight on kind of what it takes to get there. And then also still being young, being 32, I still can play, so not only you know can i tell you some things but i can show you some things and so that that works out in my advantage as (laughs) um so um but that's it man i like it's so much you see the guys and even you see how they respond to me and different things and how hard we work but i'm on them uh i'm on them tough but they they know i love them and they know i care for them um the relationship that i have with them like I mean that's that's my why it's not winning or losing it's like the way we bond the way we relate um but it's the respect that they have for me and the respect that I, that I have for them um it just makes me eager to want to wake up tomorrow or to see myself 10 years from down the line and like you know even when I made that post like I really was just looking at things and then I realized like you know, and that wasn't a brag or boast, but it's like, you know, coming from where we come from and, you know, being so young, and I was like, you know, six games away from 100. And, uh, man, it just was a surreal feeling. And just to see that, you know, how my fan base has grown so much, because it goes back to when I started at Raleigh Egypt. It was even some close people to me. You know, I pay attention to social media. I see so many things. People talk, and do this or that, and I don't, one of the biggest things if you want to have longevity in this game is you can't take things personal. And so I just understand it. You know, I see it and I, you know, you use it as motivation and, um, and, um, even teaching the guys, you know, when you see write-ups, or you see things or people don't write what you want them to write, or you don't read what you want to read. Okay. You just, you put it in a memory bank you never you you know you want to slack or you don't want to work or you don't want to do this you go back and you look at that and you know that that tends to make you put your work boots on you know yeah and, and so even you know last year you know it was about being odds every year it's just finding some motivation and um and even doing what we're doing this year like even throughout covid you know i think it's special um and we're taking it a game at a time. The schedules are unique, but like we got five kids that's averaging double figures. Like that is wow. a hard thing to do. Um, not only that, you know, yes. having two other kids, you know, that's averaging seven, eight points. So the kids have fully locked in. From wow. the, senior, the senior leadership with uh, Jace and Madison and um, Isaiah. Um, they love each other. They they care for each other. Like, they – it's different. And so, man, we already, you know, champions. We already winners in my book, you know. And so – Right. Um, and so that's the biggest thing is just enhancing it and growing,
2: and you know, um taking it one game at a time. So – Before I talk about Arlington, like, a few – you know, in a few minutes again, I'm sorry, but uh, talk about your playing – overseas days back in the day as well
1: uh well i played in sweden holland and iceland so which um, one do you like
2: best well (laughs) well,
1: actually it just it just depends on your mindset at that time because iceland that was my first you know coming from acc normally you get workouts and everything in the nba just off acc well i came out lockout year so it was tough so um you know i had to prove myself so i went to iceland i played in the icelandic league and i love you know it is the part of my life i grew so much and uh at the time we were maybe on one of the low-end teams and i got there and you know i took them to the cup finals and we did some special things and i almost averaged a double double i had a triple double like four or five times that year and um you know just waking up every day feeling slept on just waking up every day using that as motivation and uh you know we went from iceland to holland which is amsterdam which was one of the top leads my second year um you know my pay went from six times my salary what i was making my first year i'm not saying it was about the money but it was about seeing the vision before um it came to light you know it was again about using that as a stepping stone to to go get what I feel like I deserve. And so um you know from there I, I did well there. Um then I tore my I, I went to Sweden which was was nice as well. So as you it was getting better and better. Um but I, I tore my rotators cup. Mm. And so I didn't want to get surgery there. So I decided to let it heal on its own, which is like nine to 12 months. So that's when I came back to Memphis. This is actually how I got into coaching. And uh, in Raleigh at the time, just typical day at the gas station, I ran into uh, a good friend of mine who's uh, older, but came to all my high school games and was like, man, I want you to train my son. You know, I'll pay you whatever. And i started training his son and then it went from one kid to three kids then you know five kids then i was at lausanne and i was it just happened so fast you know and um so that's that pretty much helped me sway and i got so deep in it to where it was like okay once i was healed it was like do i want to start now and get a head start You know, play five, six more years and then, you know, try to figure out what's next or do I go ahead and get a head start and now I'm six years in so all the people that are kind of done playing around my time or looking for coaching jobs or trying to find coaching gigs or trying to get established and so I'm already kind of ahead of the curve on that With you know this being my sixth year so you know I just took the scenic route.
2: Okay, and um, now we can talk about your Arlington coaching career a little bit more in detail. Uh, like you just brought up, you know, you now have a hundred wins, you know, in your high school career. So congratulations on that. I know it's quite an accomplishment. Now I know it's hard to do it in the Memphis area in general with all these talent. Um, you went to the Substate last year and lost to Houston, where you had a chance to go to state, unless you know. I know it wasn't being played after all because of COVID, you know whatnot but y'all did some amazing things under your first year at Arlington by beating Barlett in the district championship, you know, winning the region championship over us as well. Uh Just talk about last year before we get to this year.
1: Well, I think it, I think first feeding them <coughs> the Wolves was the best thing I could have did. And what I mean by the Wolves, we went to Whitehaven. Uh, we went to Tipton Rose, Mark. Uh, we started off brutal. And, um, not to mention I uh, was inherited inheriting the job. I started with 58 kids. So even throughout this summer, we was, I had to break them up into groups because I had so many kids. I wanted to evaluate and observe uh, But we lost three, four games early. You know, every, a lot of people wrote us off. Um, I remember even being in, in the cafeteria and I don't even know if he noticed it. And I was talking to Mr. Duncan, you know, just working. I was like, we're not going to yeah. lose it some more. It'll be a while before we lose again. And that was right before we went on this 17, 18 game win streak. Uh, but it was just the process, man. You got to understand that we're young, understand that we were new, but we were also talented. I wanted us to, I wanted them to have some humbling experiences early um and so I wanted to play everybody who wanted to play you know if you didn't if they weren't on the schedule their schedule was full you know or they didn't have room for a game I I love playing great teams I love playing legends I love playing great coaches because I want to not only evaluate my talent and my players but I also want to see where I am you know as as coaching and maneuvering, and so that's why I love coaching against the legends like Coach Lawson and um, you know, the coach at Briarcrest and um, you know, Ridgeway. You know, I'm I, and I'm not trying to disrespect them by calling the schools. I just don't want to call out everybody's names. But it was a honor and a privilege, and even you know, Coach Real. Every time I coach against Coach Real, um, you know, it's it's just so many. I left some out. You know. White Station, like all those coaches I, I have the utmost respect for.
2: Yeah, Scales um, and Tippett from Cordova.
1: Right, yeah. for their programs, Coach Scales as well. I'm sorry, I left him out. And so as me being young and, and you know, wanting to, you know, try to create something that they've created. Um, So it's, it's all about, you know, listening and learning and taking heat and taking notice, but also being competitive. And so I think that's, I think they admire that about me as well. And so um, it humbled us, you know, it put us in a position of where, okay, we got to work harder. We got to work longer. You know, we got to get up earlier. We got to figure it out. And so, and again, credit to those kids and um, even the parents, you know, they, for sticking with me, they had rough moments. You know, a lot of times, you know, you don't quite see the vision that we see or that's put forth or the perspective, but everybody's sticking in and, 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 you know, battling and getting through the storm. I think it, it, it kind of helped mold us and it, you know, it made us to where we are now. And I think that's a big tribute to why we have five guys and double figures is because they, they realized they needed each other fast. You know, you individual talent would only take you so far. Um, You only win so many games. Even when you play against teams that have great kids that's averaging 20 and 30, there's nothing, no knock to it, but it's hard to scout a team that you got five or six guys that's averaging 10 points. It's hard to count out a team like that. Um, And so we just want to keep growing and keep learning, and that's what I keep telling them. Yeah, we have guys that could average 30 who are sacrificing, you know, tremendously for the betterment of the team. Um, but I think they get it now. Um, I mean, we've had guys who, who, who've had 30, a couple 30 point games this season, but when you look at the the balance, um, I think that's, that's the main thing we want to keep forth and we want to keep pushing as far as we versus me. And if we do that, we're going to play against some great talent. Um, our schedule is tough. It gets tougher. But I think it it puts us in position to, to be able to win, and um, so that's at that point, that's all we can ask for.
2: Are any of the last year's players playing college basketball right now?
1: Yeah, um, well, you know, with the with COVID, I don't know if their season started, uh, but we didn't lose uh, a lot of seniors. So uh, Connor, Connor actually went to, you know, school. He went to college for school. Um, Chris McKnight is at Columbia State, and so, um, yeah, that's, you know, everybody pretty much came back. Um, This
2: this year we have five seniors, so. Yeah, this year you're on to a hot start in 12-0 on the year, and, uh, you know, you talk about your seniors this year, bring up Jake Golday, who's played football and basketball, which I've always been a fan of Jake Golday because – He's a two-sport athlete, and I want to see more kids do that. You know, great kid. Jake, yeah, Jake great gives family. you like eight rebounds a game. Yeah, he might not he might not grab a lot of points for you, but he's one of those hustlers on and off the court that can grab you some rebounds. Yeah, you know?
1: so I I love everything about Jake. Even the gold days, like that whole family is man is first class. You know,
2: yeah, Central Arkansas signing for football that people don't right realize. and so. But yeah.
1: Everything he's getting, he deserves, man. And um even understanding that with us being 12 and oh, uh, Jake has taken some time away from the team. Um Jake hasn't played. Um just knowing the simple fact that you know football is his heart. And um, even as a coach, understanding that I understand we would be so much better with him. Um, but understanding what he wants and his goals and his perspectives. We, we respect it. Um, so we, we've been without Jake, um, we've been without Andre Watson. He broke his thumb. So, we've had our battles, um, but we haven't complained about them and this will be the first and the last time you ever hear me say anything about them. But, um, but, um, you know, I, you know, if he decides to come back, you know, he's still on the roster. His jersey's still ready for him. But you know, we respect his decision wholeheartedly. But he's he's forever a, one of us, and um, right. you know, he's a, he's a great kid. Uh, and you know, I could talk for days about it.
2: What other players can you talk about this year in general? I know you got Mr. Dodson out there averaging like twenty a game lately. But uh, Man, which,
1: you really from all of them, um, yeah. You know, if we want to start from seniors, but, um, you know, Isaiah, of course, he's everything is advertised. He's he's a double-double, triple-double. Like, he's one of those kids that you ain't got to run a play for. You look at the stat sheet, you have 16 points, seven rebounds, six assists. You know, um, Madison is, man, like, I truly wish people, you know, could really see the growth that this kid has made within one year. Um, He's matured so much. Um, He's having, you know, when you watch him, you could just see him having fun. He's believing in his teammates. Uh, um, He's getting off the ball. Like that's really the key to the operation of where we have five or six guys. We go as he go. Um, he's just a relentless warrior he's a dog he played both ends of the floor um, and so he's really set the tone and set the bar for us this year even last year with him you know averaging 20 points and winning everything it's it's not even about points for this kid this kid can score six points to be the happiest person on the team I see it personally <laughs> and, yeah. and so that's how I know we're we're getting there. We're, we're becoming a team. They don't care about that. You know, and he's capable. If he wanted to, he could score 2030, you know, um, Isaiah could do 2030, you know, if we tried to force the wheel, they don't care about that. They just want to win and, um, uh, and they want to do it the right way and they want to do it together. And so, um, you know, Isaiah, the same way, Phil has, You know, it's like I tell in his process and his parents and just trust in the process and he's getting everything he deserves. Like this kid works phenomenal. You know, like his game is expanding so much. Uh, His confidence is through the roof now. Um, He literally has the free range and will to shoot the ball from, from once we get off the bus. Like, like, yeah, like literally like he's like he's his, his oh it's just a pleasure to have him you know his first class family um four point some gpa uh definitely will be a division one player whether it's high or i can even see him at a stanford or a yale or a belmont or a Penn, or you know um and not to take too long, Jace Lockhart, senior man, who's really, who's our captain of the team, uh, just embodies everything we want to embody as the qualities, you know, being a young man and working hard and being on time and looking decent, looking presentable first class family, like, you know, uh, Brian BJ Gilmore, like my whole roster, like, um, you know javar my big fella anthony Matlock, my two yeah. sophomores i think um of course dre's a sophomore too as he's hurt but anthony madlock and javar daniel are their growth um you know for them to be able to take how hard we're on them every day you know i, I ride them like a horse but they know i love them you know and so and their growth and to see their growth, I really by next year and I, I could really see them being top one hundred players in the country. Um they both have phenomenal size, length. Um, they're doing well in the classroom. So and so our future's bright, man. Um I may have left some like we got, you know, we got young kids like um Aiden, um, Jamarcus, uh, I may have left some names out, um, but, so but we, Arlington is, if you, is, you have something, you know, hopefully we, we're we making the people proud, you know, we're working every day of, you know, just trying to do things the right way, um, you know, going in there, you know, trying to take it one game at a time. Um, and so, just putting it on the map, like even in our last tournament we played, you know, it's nothing to brag about, but it was just like people stayed, you know, to see us play, to watch us play, and you know, people wanted pictures with the kids and stuff, and I could see it really, it meant something to them, and that's what I mean when I tell them about making those daily sacrifices, you know, for each other. You know, you take care of we, me always get to take care of on the back end, and um. And so that's just what we've been preaching, you know, when they, you know, your role, you play your role. Um, you know, people tend to want to watch the movie. Everybody wants to watch a good movie, you know, and if you make, you make a great movie, they want to watch it over and over. So, um, so we, make, you know, I make those analogies that, you know, even a band, like I tell them we're a band, everybody got an instrument, play your instrument, you know, Everybody do your role, do your job. Play your if you play the drums, play the drums. Which basically, if you're a shooter, then you shoot. But if you're you're not, you know you're not a shooter, then I'm not saying don't don't hit the drum every now and then, but don't don't beat on it like you're you're the number one drum player in the world. <laughs> you know, it's just about them understanding that. And um, and so but I let them hoop, man. They understand yeah. me more. Um, I don't have to really stand up. I like to, I, They feed off my energy, so I stand up, but I don't have to manufacture as much anymore. Um, they got a deeper understanding. And um, it's just scary. Like I sit up and talk to my wife all the time and she was like, just the, the chemistry that my Raleigh team had year four. And she'd be like, Bad, I, you know, I can't wait to see these kids when they're together three, four years. It's gonna be scary with the type of talent we have. Yeah. And so, you know, we just trust in the process. You know, it's kind of like the candy. You want it now, but you also have to understand and prepare for later as well. So, you know, it's, it's that's the perspective and the light we're in. So we're, we're also, we're working on being the best version of us now, but we're also,
2: you know, trying to be the best version later as well. All right, this is my last two questions for you, but uh, my first one will be, um, before you can prep for next week and whatnot. But uh, my first one is talk about your assistant coaching staff a little bit in detail. And uh, there's a guy that I know that's on the staff with you pretty well named Antonio Wilkerson, but uh, can you give him uh talk about your assistant coaches?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Antonio, um, due to COVID reasons, um, oh,
2: okay.
1: you know, Antonio and, um, you know, coach Brown, you know, they have, you know, their fam- people in their family. So um, they're not with Arlington at all this year um, due to the, the circumstances and situations and um, doing what's best for their family. So we completely understand that. So it's been unique,
2: but, um, you know. Can, they- you talk- can you talk about, like, what they bring to the game a little bit in general? Uh,
1: yeah, well, you know, Tonio is just whatever you need, man. Like, that's what I love about you know, my brothers, you know, it's, it's early mornings, late nights, you know, um, tank was the same, same way. It it don't matter what you need. It's never, uh, I got this to do. or I got that to do. Or like I told you, even when we was having our moments, man, we were in the gym more than, you know, late before school, whatever it took to figure it out. And, you know, even coach Irvin, um, Coach Blaine Brewer as well. Um, man, I have a phenomenal staff. You know, there's no big names, no big eyes or leaves. Um, but you know, but together, collectively, you know, we're just as big as any coach in the world, and and so that's the vision and that's the mindset that we put forth and we put, we lean on each other. Um, nobody critiques us like we do. Um, understanding that even we make mistakes. Um, and so it's an open board. And when you have that from the head, everything under tends to fall in line. And so, um, man, I'm just blessed to have them. Hopefully, you know, next year, you know, things can fix it and we can figure it out. Uh, but they're still on the phone if I need them. Um, if I need someone to talk to, Coach Brewer and Coach Irvin are still apart this year. So there's they're miraculously, you know, still helping with, you know, all these COVID issues and protocols and temp checks. And there's so much you have to do to even get to practice. Um, yeah. Wiping down the lockers every day in the locker rooms, mass every day. We got a daily chart log of everything we do And so there's no way that I could do that by myself. Um, I am nothing without them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's real, like they take so much off me. Um, and, and so, and even having the dishes of coach Carl and coach Brandon this year, um, Man, I'm blessed to have them, you know, because there's so much that has to go on, not including, you know, the scheduling and all the stuff that I have to do. And so it's so much now to try to form any type of normalcy. So, um, man, they, they're all future head coaches. Um, and I can really see that. And, um, I, I pray every day, like I tell them. Even trying to get them to leave from under my wing, they so loyal and dedicated to me. And but, like I tell them, man, fill out some of those applications. Uh, apply, like you're you 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 have a resume now. You're battle tested. You've you know enough now. It's time to spread your wings. And so I'm always one of them type guys, man. Everybody eats. So everybody prospers you know it's it's a greater feeling when everybody can pay for a meal than just waiting on one person to do it and so um you know and so that's you know hopefully you know that's what we live by so that's when you're thinking that way and you're moving of that nature you you tend to take more w's than l's (laughs) so that's you know so that's pretty much it man
2: all right i know you talked about you got a layoff until like the twelfth, right? So y'all don't start practice back till the twelfth, right? So um, y'all do have a game next Friday at Bartlett. You know, there's only two teams in this year's district as of right now. Um, everybody keeps on telling me, "Hey, tell Mo, tell Dion, we still need a best of three games." You know. For the to play first place. <laughs> and what's
1: crazy is I, I just talked to Dion. We talked for like oh, 30 yeah. minutes, man. So man, I, it's always great to pick his brain. Um and just talking about the different scenarios and the district and different things. And so if God forbid if one team gets COVID, what's what do we cancel yeah. forfeit and man, we gonna give the you know, we're gonna try our best to give the people what they want. Um but also understand last year we played five times so no worries. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to play each other five times um yeah. so the first game is good to talk about for 24 hours then we'll see them again 2 weeks and then we'll see each other again next week and then next week so i mean it means nothing like uh but the the joy and the passion that you get out of seeing a barle in an a arlington game um is second to none it's it's it reminds me of the riley wooddale games um and if you haven't seen That's it, saying something right there you can go on youtube and watch no. them like and even you can go back and look at our bartlett and arlington games i hate that you know we can't give everybody a chance to see it you know with the COVID restrictions but i'm sure it'll be broadcast live
2: um but yeah, you'd have easy 4,000 people that are easy without COVID. Right.
1: And so yeah. but it's the first of many. Like yeah. Coach Rio being young, myself being young, I feel like this should be going on for a while. And um, as a coach, you can see the smile on my face. I love it. You know, I love those type <laughs> of environments. Uh, I love to put my kids in those type of environments. Uh, win or lose or draw, man. As long as we compete and we put it on the line, I have nothing to complain about, um, You know, and that's, and that's the thing. And so I think with my kids understanding that that's why we tend to play as hard as we play, because I always tend to respect the game. Um, you know, you respect the game, you treat the game fairly, it tends to take care of you on the back end. So I'm expecting a, a roller coaster as usual. Um, of course you want to win them all. But understanding that we're playing a really good team, Coach Real has assembled a, a really good team. He has some unique puzzles. Um, he has some good kids, and so I have the utmost respect for him um, and for their program. And um, and we, you know, we're just trying to get Arlington there. We're just trying to, you know, kick in the door and uh, you know let them know we're here just as well. And. Uh, you know, become locally, nationally a household name. That's what it's about. Um, but in order to do that, you know, you gotta take it one day at a time. So that's the that's the method. But you know, we definitely you no worries, you're gonna get more than three games
2: for sure. Yeah, we talked about um <laughs> you know, you brought up a good point because you also said, you know, Memphis in general, you know. Um these schools like yourself from the rally days, now Arlington days, from Dion to Coach Davis to Coach Scales to Coach Lawson are playing these national teams like Hamilton Heights, uh, IMG Academy, you know, and et cetera, and Oak Hill Academy whenever they come to town, whenever they do. Uh, that always gets a lot of teams ready to play the tougher teams going into the postseason can you elaborate on that as well a little bit
1: yeah and even if you look at our track record go back and look at my track record of the beauty of building relationships with you know with Travis with a uh, lighthouse and you don't know I had the like our Atlanta versus meant like right especially when you do it when you're not established and you know you're trying to sell your product or your team to somebody and they like yeah you yeah. know so but throughout the years we've been we've been we progressed enough to play in those events and so like when you go back two years ago you know we had whitney young beat you know they got a duke commit on there um you know with those same raleigh egypt kids we were up at halftime they um you go back last year we had hamilton heights beat all the whole game until the last two minutes and they were number one in the country at the time i had all types of teams huddling me trying to figure out what type of game plan and philosophy we use to to make that happen um but also not to you know memphis has some national teams you know playing against their wooddale team at that time you know with both the right. brothers and like you know so um i go back to hamilton had a well-equipped team maybe three years ago when they won state um so it's just about getting in front of those teams and not being afraid to lose or, or to what ifs and and just thinking how you can learn and better yourself from it and um even going back to that one when i told you our tallest person was 6'3" at Raleigh Egypt so you know it was about nuts and guts for us you know you know we you know and not liter- literally fighting but it's if you ain't going to win the game we're going to win the fight which is we going we going to outwork the other opponent, you know, when we get done, you're going to have the utmost respect for us as individuals and as men. And so, um, and I think that helped gain, you know, the guy's respect. And I think that also helped me as a coach gain, you know, the little respect that I have gained thus far because they like, you know, he's young, but he know what he's talking about, or he's, he's on the right track or, you know, he's, and so that's been, the battle but you know we've been blessed you know to win some of those you know getting those games and you know playing those games those games been good for my guys um we had a national schedule this year until we couldn't travel out of town um i was yes. gonna feed them feed them to the wolves again um man i don't care about losing <laughs> i don't i want to win but you know i want to be there i want to play who I want to play who talked about, um, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, I want a, the best players. I feel like I got some pretty good players. So I want to put them in position, you know, to to make a name for themselves. And so that's what it's about. Um, so, and anybody who knows me or knows anything of, you know, my DNA and the way we were built, you know, you know, respect all, fear none. And um, so, you know, we'll play anybody. We wanted to do some things this year, it didn't work out. So, but even now just trying to assemble the best possible schedule throughout, you know, the COVID-19 restrictions. So again, like if you don't see them on the schedule, you know, maybe I got to them too late, but I tried to play everybody (laughs) that could possibly play. And so because I want the people to, I wanna answer all the questions. I don't want where they played such and such or they didn't play such and such. So I wanna answer, I wanna check all the boxes. And so, um, and then that that helps us evaluate us as players and us as coaches and us as a program, whether it's locally or nationally. Um, And so we're headed in the right direction, you know.
2: Well, I hate to say this to you mo. Um I'm not going to be able to make it next Friday due to work. But uh good luck to y'all against Bartlett. Um No, oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm, it'll be I'm,
1: live stream, so I'm sure you'll yeah. be watching it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm working for that, but
1: yeah. <laughs> that may that may break the break the live stream record this 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 season. I'm, I'm quite sure it's going to be a lot of people tuned into that game. So, hey, we
2: also got the Barrett radio. So, that's always a good thing. But, you know, I hate right. that I can't be a part of them this year due to COVID and work and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I know it's always a battle when you and Coach Rail get together. And I just want to say good luck to you the rest of the way. I know the players are excited to be back on the basketball court starting next week. And, uh, like I said, thank you for everything that you've done for the city of Memphis so far up to date uh city of Arlington really appreciates you I'm sure as well and uh hey you are fun to be around on and off the basketball court as well
1: I appreciate it man and likewise man it's um I appreciate you guys for having me man I I, I take nothing for granted man like even you know you guys it's time today um, and again you know I, I, I hate you can't make it Friday but it, it, it's gonna be one for the books but it's we have several more coming, and so they never get old.
2: So, uh, <laughs> Unless you and Coach Jim can like push it to like a weekend game, that's the only way I can go right, right but
1: now. So, but, uh, you know, we'll make it happen. And uh, again, you know, it's always a pleasure to compete against Barland and Coach Rio. I think, you know, people at one point try to make it so personal and they don't understand them you know, the the admiration and the respect I have for him. And, you know, with me being young, you know, it's never, you know, like I said, you know, even talking to him before we did this interview. And so,
2: just- Well, he didn't tell you anything bad about us since we interviewed him last week, did he? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Two weeks ago. No, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to Coach Hill, but yeah.
1: It's a a fun time, man, and I look forward. This is just round one, you know, so, um, (laughs) yeah. it's it's gonna be a, a heavyweight fight so it, it's round one you know i'm expecting four or five rounds and so you know you know i'm it, sitting
2: at twelve. what are you talking about
1: yeah if it if it could <laughs> go 12 it would go twelve.
2: <laughs> sure.
1: so but now man well like,
2: like yeah
1: you know i appreciate the time like i said i appreciate man Anything you guys need, you know, you 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 got my numbers. Just give me a call, and whatever you guys need, I got you.
2: You know, hopefully throughout the year as well. I know Wes will tell you this as well. Hopefully throughout the year we can like get a basketball player too, and then you can join them as well, and just talk about you know how much progress you know that y'all have gotten throughout the year in this crazy COVID nineteen season. Most definitely, most definitely, sounds good. Go ahead, Wes.
0: Well, Coach Miller, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Once again, thank you for everybody for watching on YouTube, watching on uh, Facebook as well. Also listening over on the iHeartRadio app. We're also on there as well. Uh, And also our uh, website viewers. Thank you very much. for uh, John Sturgebutt, I am Wes Pruitt. Mo Miller, you've been an amazing interview today. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you guys. You, You guys
1: be
2: blessed. Have a good day.